Well, all right. Welcome to Leanne's Voice Podcast, where I give tips and hints on how to speak with more confidence and power in your business or side hustle. And of course, you know that I've got loads more resources on my website, www.leannesvoice.com. And my love, my love, my love, please, can you like, subscribe, leave a review and also share this podcast with a friend who you know it's going to be a benefit to. Let's jump into this next podcast and I cannot wait to hear what you think. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I am so excited to introduce you to today's guest. Now, his name is Ryan Hildbrandt, and he is a TEDx event founder from TEDx Leamington Spa. And also he, he himself is a TEDx speaker, TEDx Windsor. And he's a coach specializing in helping people develop incredible topics and sell their message so they can get top opportunities like TEDx talks, podcasts, blog guest posts, etc. And even more than that, he's trusted by graduates from multi Ivy League universities and professionals in their 20s all the way through to their 60s. So that's a huge range. We're varying social followings from clients with zero Twitters. Some of you, I know you can really appreciate that. And also to those with huge 500 plus K followings too, to bring out the best in all of their ideas. Now, Ryan's going to share more on that introduction and himself. I introduce to you, Ryan. Ryan, thank you for coming on the show today. Hey, it's my pleasure. This is, this is going to be fun. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Excellent. So, yes, I just wanted to know, can you just kind of, I wanted, we've gone through some questions about like your experience and what you want to share today, but we started talking before the podcast and there's so much that you want to give and stuff and which is great because our listeners really, really want to hear from you. So the first question that I think would be great just to start off with is why is it important to improve the way you speak with a focus on topic development? If you can explain that for us, that'd be great. Yeah. So there's, there's things that you do on, on stage, right. And, and those things, um, two, let's say two models for getting opportunities to, to, to speak and share your message, get exposure for your business, get more visibility, et cetera. Um, one model is I do a great job on stage. Like I'm a, I'm an expert speaker. I'm very confident. And then, you know, I engage with the audience and do really well and people like me and I get referred on. So I would call this the referral model. You do a great job. People want to refer you. They're in your network, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's helpful. It's a kind of low low risk, like low effort way of getting more opportunities. Yeah, it's kind of serendipitously, right? Yeah. Um, the the problem is you're limited by the basically you're the people that are that are listening to you. So if you're speaking, if you get invited mm-hmm. to speak at a small event and there's I don't know let's say there's 20 people or 50 people in the audience. Yeah. It's only those 50 people that can offer you opportunities. Someone yeah. who's not in the room can't see you speak and, and can't invite you on. Mm. And so if you're, if you're frustrated by like not having a ton of visibility, or let's say you, yeah. you speak in, I don't know, London mm-hmm. and you really, really, really want to get an opportunity to speak in, in France. Yeah. Um, unless there's someone from France who just so happens to have like stumble in the room, they're yeah. never going to know about you. Right. Mm-hmm. So this works great, but it more, it, the, the growth is relatively slow because of these things. Right. Yeah. So um, the other model is like, I would call this like the pitch model or the cold outreach model where yeah. it's just like what it sounds like. So you say, Hey, I want to speak at this event in France. Yep. You craft a, a pitch 
a compelling pitch to the organizers of the event in France, or let's say it's TEDx events, right? And you want to go speak and you you live in London and you want to speak at uh, TEDx Glasgow, Mm -hmm. you use their their application process. It's a Google form. You can type in whatever you want and you can use that even if no one from TEDx Glasgow has ever seen you talk, even if they don't know you, never heard about you. Um, the, 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 and so that's, that's the pitch model. Now mm-hmm. y- there's, there's obviously more work that's involved yeah. with cre- <laughs> like with, with convincing someone that's never seen you to give you an opportunity. Yeah. Right. However, you can use this model to get bigger and bigger opportunities. So for example, uh, my first talk ever was at a TEDx event. I had wow. done, I told you like I'd done improv a couple of times. Yeah. I had like done little presentations at uh, networking events. I pitched a a TEDx event in a different country. So I was living in the country of Georgia at the time. And Mm -hmm. I applied cold to speak at TEDx Windsor in Canada, because I'm from Canada um, and wanted to go back to Canada business friends anyways. And I had never been to Windsor in my entire life. I had never done a talk. So I didn't have video of me talking other than just, you know, pop open my laptop and talk to my webcam. And the same thing is true for all my clients. So they, they want this opportunity in a different niche, or maybe they've never spoken before in their life other than stuff to their company, their their company or their clients to maybe do like a little workshop. And so we say, okay, like no problem. Let's work on not your speaking skill, right? Mm -hmm. There's plenty of people that are far better than me at the, what you do on the stage yeah. we're working on what you do off the stage to get the opportunity in the first place mm-hmm. right and so there's um you know everyone on the planet i think is trying to do the the op, the the demonstration model like people are trying to do a good and you should keep trying to do a good job yeah. while you're on the stage like mm-hmm. that's obvious but i think there's also that if you want to jump up a level or two yeah. or three right um or get to a different niche or whatever it is this cold outreach model is very, very possible there. It's uncommon, but that, that means you can take advantage of it. And so the, the topic development stuff, really what we're trying Mm. to do is sell, not, not uh, ready to talk about your message. We're trying to sell the most important aspects of your message to somebody who's never heard about you. Yeah. And it, it, this is kind of in the same way that you would, if you think about like a, like buying a product on, I don't know, Kickstarter or something. Um, They're not giving you the product and saying, this is what it is. Would you like more of this? Or saying, Hey, Mm -hmm. this is what we're about to make. Yeah. Do you want to pay money in advance for it? Mm -hmm. And so that's a skill that, um, you know, it's, it's not super common in the world, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's very, uh, it's very possible. And so that's why it's so important to figure out this topic development stuff. And everyone that, that does speaking, they, they have a process of figuring out what they're going to say about a particular topic. Mm -hmm. So they're like, if anyone's thinking like, Oh, I developed topics like wonderful. Um, We're we're going to talk specifically in this episode about what you have to do to get massive opportunities. Yeah. Not just write about a topic, but like, how do you sell that message? How do you sell that topic Mm -hmm. um, for very competitive opportunities um, but it's very possible, right? Anyone yeah. can do this. It does, it does take some time. So like the higher you want to go, the longer it takes, right? Yeah, of course. But it's very possible to do. 
Yeah, that, I really love that. Like, like there's two different methods to kind of demonstrate your skill and then get referrals, et cetera, from people within that network. But I like what you say about the pitch or the kind of cold model where you actually just go to the higher and higher ones yourself and then just try it that way. Because it seems like as if you're kind of stepping a bit quicker in a way. So you're going outside yeah. of your network to get yeah. those opportunities and I like that. So there's um there's a really interesting uh analogy that it, mm. so the I'm going to butcher the guy's name his name is Newt Newt Gainrich or Newt he was a US speaker okay. uh, head of the speaker of representatives or speaker of the house or something like that. Yeah. And people can google this um but the quote the, the his methodology was um yeah, thinking about what a lion can do. So a lion is perfectly capable of mm -hmm. hunting and killing field mice, yeah. right? A lion can eat this little mess. It's like the size of a chicken wing yeah. um, and she's fine, right? The problem is the amount of energy required to, to actually hunt that little mouse yeah. is more than the, the amount of calories in the mouse. Yeah. So a, what a lion has to do is hunt antelope instead. So it takes way more energy mm -hmm. to hunt this antelope, but the reward is enough to sustain and and kind of feed the lion. And if you're in business, mm -hmm. there's amount of there's definitely the amount of time that you spend preparing for and getting yeah. relatively small opportunities. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is the reward that you get from that in terms of like amount of clients and exposure, visibility, credibility, yeah. is that reward enough to justify mm -hmm. doing those that that same scale of opportunity forever? Yeah. Right. So when I work with clients. Yes, it takes way more effort for them to get a TEDx talk, for example, right? Yeah. But the reward from it is they have this, this video up on this big platform that has yeah. massive exposure. Mm -hmm. They get the credibility for being a TEDx speaker for the rest of their career. Yeah. Um, there's all these, these rewards they get, mm -hmm. right, forever. And so it's really the difference between hunting field mice and hunting antelope. Yeah, I like that example. It's definitely thinking of like the efforts that you put in, are you getting the reward for your efforts? Right. Definitely. 100% here. Yeah. Now. So it's more work. Like the pitch model is definitely more work. Yeah. But the rewards are disproportionately high. Yeah, definitely. I really like that. Yeah. And then as well, so moving on from like, uh, moving on from the topic development kind of question that, like a lot of my kind of clients have talked about they're struggling with doing all of the talking because it's a lot more talking now because you're on zoom and before you might have in the office spoke to someone at the water fountain etc now you've doing a lot of team meetings a lot of follow-up a lot of appraisals all on zoom or uh teams etc but i wanted to ask as well because what tips would you suggest to someone who struggles in this area of public speaking like if they struggle with public speaking or just doing an online, you know, talking, you know, to their team or doing lives, et cetera. What sort of advice would you give to someone who's struggling with speaking at the moment? Yeah. So the, um, and, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that someone could be struggling with. Um, the, the, the one thing we talked about before you hit record is around mm -hmm. confidence, right? And this yeah. is especially true at, at, if you, if, the, the kind of the, I mean, the nice thing about the demonstration model is that people sort of recognize an ability in you and then offer you opportunity, an opportunity and really have to just, you have to have the confidence to say yes. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's kind of it. Right. And it, it, yeah. it 
the more, the higher the opportunity you go, um, the more confidence is required. So, yeah. um, and, and this confidence can come, I mean, this comes up all the time, right? The, the confidence yeah. to do public speaking or any kind of presenting is mm-hmm. uh, supposedly like the number one fear in the world. This is not a, this is not a small thing. Yeah. Um, and, and one of the things around selling your message, uh, that I do with clients is, um, is, is we get not feedback, right? It's mm. not like I'm giving them, telling them like, oh yes, you know, Sarah, you're doing a wonderful job. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a two, it's like a two party model for uh, kind of data and encouragement. Mm-hmm. Um, the, one of the things that comes up with, with kind of reaching higher opportunities and yeah. especially speaking and like, what do I say? is it's, um, it, it's often a question of confidence. Yeah. So the way, the way that I think about this is uh, I'm biased and yep. you're in your bias, right? So you know your message so well that yeah. it's impossible. There's the thing called the curse of knowledge, right? It's, it's impossible. Yes. And you could Google this, right? Um, it's impossible for you to see your message in such a way that in the same way that somebody else sees it because yeah. you know it so well, it's in your head, right? Mm-hmm, you can't mm-hmm. see it the way that a third party can see it, yeah. but also I'm biased, right? So mm-hmm. I, if I'm working with somebody, I'm what they know is one of their advocates. I want the best mm-hmm. for them. So if I say, oh yeah, Sarah, you're doing great. In yeah. the back of Sarah's head, she's thinking, well, like, is he just saying this because yeah. he likes me and I'm paying him? And the same thing is true with asking your friends, right? So people, yeah. um, if you, if you mix up sort of your advocates and your audience advocates being people that want the best for you. Yeah. Um, and, and the real audience don't know, you don't care about you. They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're your real customers, right? Yeah. Buy something from you. Um, it can always seem like, well, all these people have, you know, my friends have great feedback for me, but are they just being nice? Yeah. Frankly, right? or, yeah. yeah. Um, and so for someone that's, that's not sure, I mean, there's lots of different things to, to, think about um, like the kind of advocates audience piece and um, the feedback piece. But the one thing mm-hmm. I do that works massively well with confidence, right? Cause mm-hmm. I'm, I'm dealing with people that are, uh, that are stretching for this big opportunity and the confidence yeah. thing show, comes, comes up all the time cool. um, is I, I show them, we don't do a, a two party system for feedback. We do a three party system for data. So I have mm-hmm. them go off and say, okay, like do this test on the internet in this, yeah. you know, Facebook group. Right. Yeah. Uh, and you come back to me with the data. So okay. you say, okay, here's the conversation we started. Um, mm. they say this, Ryan, that these were my conclusions from this. This is how a, a brand new group of people is reacting to like two or three sentences about this topic. And some of the things I have to say about it. Yeah. And then I help them interpret that and say, yeah, like, it's also interesting that these people are saying this. Yeah. And they go, oh, that resonates with, with me because I had a client mm-hmm. the other day that was saying this. And like, then we start to develop this, this overall picture mm-hmm. of really yeah. like not my bias or their bias, but mm-hmm. the marketplace. And so we're doing kind of market research. The cool mm-hmm. thing about that is that they start to see, like, number one, they get more things to, to talk about because they can speak yeah. to like, specific things people have said. Definitely. They go, oh, you may be thinking this, right? Because they're just reading it from like a Facebook comment, for example. Yeah. Um, and also it gives them a lot of confidence. So they're getting more more insight about what to say, but they're also know if I say this thing, mm-hmm. real people are going to react this way. And so yeah. for example, if let's say you're on a Zoom call and you mm-hmm. say something that doesn't land 
where you don't yeah. get that feedback from people. Yeah. You know that people have like, this is the trend that you've seen because you've seen yeah. it in data. So you don't need like Joe on the zoom call to respond back to you. You yeah. know, because you've seen data, not because I've told you like, yay, you're wonderful. Um, <laughs> yeah. You, you know, it's, it's really working. And then also yeah. in this, like if you had a, um, uh, if you started a discussion around, for example, a particular topic, yeah. um, the cool thing about that is different people have different, like you, you, you can have that dialogue. So you're in, yes. in that dialogue, you're already generating content. So yeah. for my clients, for example, in a strange way, doing these tests, it writes the talk for them. Like it writes the content yes, for them. Yes, it does. Uh, and so you never, you never really run into things to say. Um, because you've got the confidence to say the things sure. right? without wondering, like, is this going to, is this going to go over well? Is this confusing? All these yeah. things. Um, and you've already like, you've developed these talking points in advance. So, mm -hmm. um, I'll give you an example. I have a, um, a client who was, mm -hmm. she, she was trying to apply for this, this TEDx event. Right. Um, and so she had this basically this like long interview, like it, so she had applied for the events. Um, and heard back from the organizer. And mm -hmm. She had like a like a Zoom call with this organizer. Oh, right. Interesting. And the, the initial email from the organizer back to her was very like was very curt. It was like, well, it basically was like, I'm super busy and important, and if Aww. fine, I will talk to you. And I was yeah. like, okay, this is basically she's busy. She's got a ton of applicants. And yeah, of course. You still gotta like you know hop hop on hop on a call with her to get past this stage, and she but interestingly so she we'd already done these tests with her so i was like yeah. all right like do this try like mm -hmm. uh, start this conversation this way yeah um and, and these exercises like everyone hates them because they take forever and they stretch you out of your comfort zone in terms of how you think about you know your idea Definitely. but she hopped on this call and she was like wow like all of the things this organizer was saying as questions it's basically like she'd already experienced all of the, these conversations before Wow. Because, so it was just a repeat of what she'd engage with in these different yeah. tests that I was giving her. Mm -hmm. So um, it wasn't so new, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it was like, you know, doing a test at school. We yeah. know the answers. You're like, this Definitely. is, I studied this exact thing. Like yeah. I know this one, this yes. is easy. I, I studied this exact thing, right? Yeah. This is super awesome. So uh, yeah, that's what I would say uh, to anybody. I would say, I guess to summarize, mm. um, think about feedback. Uh, so don't confuse your advocates for your audience. So yes, if you're looking point. for that encouragement, asking a coach, asking your friends, asking people in your network, asking mm -hmm. colleagues, employees, especially yeah, bad idea. You're never going to get that that confidence yeah. uh, about what a new audience is going to do uh, to react. If you, if you, if you mix up advocates and audience, right. Definitely. That's one thing. Yeah. Um, what you have to do is that kind of three, the, the kind of do think about this as market research tests yeah. on a couple hundred words of your, uh, or even a sentence or two, not uh, delivering the talk, asking for feedback. Again, yeah. that's, it's, it's that. never going to, it's never going to give you that, that same level of confidence. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I mean, and, and I guess like the third thing is like, I deal with this all the time. There's no such thing as a person that uh, can't learn this. True. This is just Definitely. a temporary state. This is a skill that anybody can learn. 
Yeah. Um, and, and so like, this is very, this is very fixable. Um, and the reason that kind of another analogy I can give you is around a product launch. So if yeah. you were developing a product, um, whether that's a book or a coffee mug or an app or what have you, mm-hmm. um, the, the ability to develop a product is, is lots of people do it. Millions of people around the world, like mm-hmm. this has been done like for all human history, yeah. uh, it's tough as well, right? You, you're making this investment in this thing and you're not yeah. sure if people are going to buy it once you launch it. So, so the, the fear is, well, like what's going to happen when I share this thing, right? The, yeah. the stakes are high, uh, kind of similar to, to public speaking um, as the stakes yeah. get higher and higher. But think about how encouraging that would be if you had real buyers before you even created it. And they said, hey, Sarah, if you create this coffee mug, here's money. I will pay you for it now mm-hmm. because the features that you described in your coffee mug that you're going to create are exactly what I was looking for. This is yeah. amazing. Your level of confidence to, again, invest that effort in making the coffee mug all of a sudden goes way up. Definitely. Right? This is like basically kick the Kickstarter model. Yeah. Um, what I'm describing is that Kickstarter pre-sale model. Hmm applied to ideas the difference of course is no one's giving you money for your ideas yeah. <laughs> they're giving you impact so they're they're investing their kind of their intellect in in, in implementing it and we can yeah. just like you can test from for a financial transaction Definitely. you can test for this impact this um this i this yeah this this idea kind of impact on a person yeah before you write your talk before you have you're in a position of like sharing the whole idea and presenting yeah. and all these things and, uh, and so this is very possible, right? This is, mm-hmm. this is very, um, anyway, I know like that was a lot, that was very, very, very high level. So if you want to ask all questions, you're more than welcome to, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's what I would say for people that are struggling with that confidence, right? yeah. especially people that have high standards for themselves. Definitely. I really like that. The point about you said about particularly don't confuse like your advocates with your audience, because you know, you'll get the answer that you want to hear from the person that you want to hear it from rather than being yeah. someone impartial, not emotionally connected yeah. to you. And you'll, you'll always doubt it. When the stakes go yeah. up, you'll always yeah. doubt it. Right? Definitely. Because they're not always. really kind of impartial. There's something, No, and, yeah. and there's there's nothing. What their, their primary motivation is to yep. maintain the relationship yes. and to sound smart. That's what mm-hmm. they want. Mm-hmm. That's their exactly. first motivation. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um. Whereas someone who doesn't know you, doesn't care about you, yeah, right? They're they're, I mean, they'll they're gonna try to be nice to you. They're not gonna try to be intentionally, yeah, you know, kind of a jerk. But in the most people, in the back of their mind, like if an employee or a friend mm. or a family member says, "Hey, this is really good. You should keep. You should you should do this." Mm. They're all when the stakes are high, they're always gonna doubt it. Yeah, always. definitely. Definitely 100% get that. Yeah. Wow. There's a lot in that. Wow. Just that was only just like two questions. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot. Wow. Yeah. I, I think people's uh, strength or weaknesses in their ability to master the art of speaking has really been exposed during this time because we're all having to speak a lot more, even if it's not your career, job, etc. Like a lot of people are exposed to having to speak more to communicate more on whatever platform or not because we're not we've not got this kind of close contact work mode etc and I think it's really exposed to a lot of people that it's an era to grow in it's not just oh I can talk that's just not enough 
you know? Yeah, it's harder online, right? I mean, mm. if you're doing like a Zoom call online, it's harder for now, now for two reasons. Number one, yep. everyone is is forced online. So your competition is now all around the world, right? Yes. There's people that want whatever opportunity that you're seeking yeah. and, and they're in Thailand or Australia, right? Oh. Whereas if it's an in-person thing, you're limited to like, it's only the people locally that could even want it, right? Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing too, is they're distracted. So mm. Uh, I can, I mean, uh, I wouldn't do it now because like yeah. I'm talking to you, but like I could go and like be searching my email. I could yeah. be looking at my dog over here. <laughs> I could yeah. be, you know, uh, and there's all these things that yeah. uh, you would, you would never experience if you mm -hmm. were doing a presentation in person. Yes. So you're, and so TEDx talks is the same way. Like it's on YouTube, right? But if it's on YouTube, yeah. people could be looking at Facebook at yeah, the same time you don't have to be looking at the screen and yeah. you as a speaker don't know that like i'm looking at i've got youtube open in one tab and i got facebook open in the next one yeah right? you don't know that <laughs> whereas i wouldn't be if you were speaking to me personally i wouldn't be staring at my phone that's super no. rude yeah very so rude. yeah it's it, it is harder so the uh, I, I, but again that means that there's all these uh there's all these social forces mm -hmm. um that for an in-person event, like before the time of COVID, yeah, are helping people pay attention to you, yeah. And so the, yeah, absolutely. The the now you can't rely on those anymore, mm -hmm. right? Uh, yeah. And so it's so much more important to do the rest of it properly. And then of course, like the other pieces, your competition yeah. is higher because now your competition is all around the world, right? Somebody yes. could. Mm -hmm. Someone could uh, get the opportunity that you used to get yeah. and they're in Australia. Yeah. The competition has just grown globally That's right. now. Yeah. That's right. And so like, I would argue that only the people that know this, this outreach model, this pitch model mm -hmm. do it well, like yeah. they'll just beat everybody else. And so yeah. again, like if you're in, if you're in business and you, uh, you want to get exposure for your business, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Know that number one, it's like this, I think this is a, your only option. Yeah. But the cool thing is number two, this is a skill that anybody can learn. This is, this is Definitely. very doable. It is a little bit more work, right? It's more yeah. work than just waiting for an opportunity to come your way. Yeah. But it's very doable. Anybody yeah. can do it. That's really, really great. Like really inspiring because it's not like, say like, you know, either you can speak well or you can't there's room that you, for you to move and train up yourself and learn because it just shows you that it's a skill that you can grow in as well and it's yeah. always one to refine definitely yeah the um i mean like the, the the cool thing honestly about this this pitch model mm. is that you don't have to be a perfect speaker so yeah. you know you have to be you know it helps to be good enough right yeah. you want to be confident on stage and things like mm -hmm. that but um, one of the things that a lot of people wonder, like they, they come to me with as a struggle is they go, well, like these people that are on this TEDx stage, well, they've all got PhDs and massive mm. followings. They're such good speakers. Yeah. And the thing is like the, the videos that you're recommended, the ones that you hear about, they're the most popular in the world. That's what YouTube yeah. is doing is they're saying, give, give me the top things that like everyone loves. Yeah. And so it's, you know, so there's, there's, there's certainly people that are at, um, that are, they're getting great opportunities mm -hmm. that are mm -hmm. less experienced than you are. Yeah. Right. Um, you can do a great job. Um, mm -hmm. and, and then as well, 
the um, uh, if you do the topic development side well, mm-hmm. a lot of other things can they can kind of they can they can be a little bit forgiven or like a lot forgiven. There's lots yeah. of people like if you watch my TEDx talk, there's a lot of people that would that would be able to point out speaking mistakes that I made. Yeah, but yeah, it, you know, like. Yeah. Kind of doesn't matter. Right. Like yeah, it's like, know. okay, like, you know what? I got the opportunity. They didn't. So, yeah. um, should you, should you strive to do a great job on stage? Mm-hmm. Well, like, obviously, definitely, right? obviously, but you don't have to have like the perfect credential or the perfect mm. following or, uh, you, you can mess up some stuff if you, if, if, um, if you need to, like, yeah. that's okay. Right. I think it's okay. I, and I like that kind of um, message that it's okay to mess up because even when you're talking to normal humans, your friends, your family, you would mess up or you would say the word, um, are, et cetera. I'm not Absolutely. saying do that throughout the whole of your speech. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> That's right. If but it's too much. Yeah. I mean, like, much. I guess the takeaway message is, is yeah. um, in order to get really good opportunities, you mm-hmm. don't have to be a perfect speaker. Like that, that shouldn't prevent you from trying mm-hmm. to get bigger opportunities than what you're currently getting. Yeah. Right. You should keep on improving your speaking, obviously. And Definitely. like the rest of your episodes will help people do that. Right. Yeah. This one is, yeah. Hey, like you can get bigger opportunities. Yeah. Uh, are you going to get accepted hundred percent of the time? No. If you do it right, I found it's about 50 yeah. roughly. Right. Yeah. Um, but you can, you can do it, right? It just, mm-hmm. it, what it involves is learning how to be good at pitching your message, yes. right? Uh, and you can definitely get, you can, you can go up and up and up this way. And then the cool thing is like, as you're doing that, of course, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to be exposed as you speak right on stage, yeah. you're going to be exposing your speaking ability and your message and all the skills you've been working on mm-hmm. to a larger audience, yes. to an audience that can connect you to different niches and things like that. So yeah. uh, the, the, it, all of a sudden, uh, like it, it, it sort of amplifies mm. that skill. So if you're already a great speaker, but you're like, uh, how do I get bigger opportunities? Yeah. If you just pitch a few events that are, that are, bigger than what you're used to mm-hmm. all of a sudden you see wow like I can totally do this and and a lot of people now are seeing and they can appreciate my speaking ability and yes. I, that it's like even more worthwhile um mm. the higher you go sounds good I really like that advice definitely definitely and I like that you've given the description of kind of kind of speaking within your network we kind of grow you kind of horizontally but then trying to go exactly up this way I like that definitely really really helpful wow gosh we've gone through so much already and I always feel like there's so many more questions um but I wanted to move on to our um I could speak to you for hours because there's so much that you've got to share and so many examples and tips and things but I wanted to move on to like our last uh, question just kind of coming in for a close like just for like your business and at the moment like what exciting things are happening in your business that our listeners might be interested in staying in touch with you or learning a bit more about you? Sure. Um, I'll give you two things. One is a business yeah. thing. One is a personal thing. So when I talk about the, um, the, the, cur- the courage to go and do like uh, bigger things and, yeah. and having, having a methodology to get you that confidence mm-hmm. uh, on a personal note, I'm turning to swim the English channel. So I have a coach wow. right now and, and he is, 
Uh, I did an Ironman last year, uh, Ironman nice. triathlon. So um, for me, interestingly, the swim part was was the hardest. Like I was, really? I was terrible at swimming, mm-hmm. uh, now much better. Mm-hmm. And so um, one of the things that I've noticed and my coach taught me was that oftentimes the things that you do to quickly get um, to kind of a, 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 an easier target yeah. are counterintuitive for longer things. So for example, mm-hmm. um, if I go too hard in a workout, my yeah. coach like scolds me. Whereas to me, I'm like, oh, I'm trying harder. And I'm, I'm in theory, the more I stress my body, the faster I go. And he's like, yeah. no, 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 no. Um, the things later in the week are, are supposed to be hard. And, and so you, this should have been a, a recovery workout for you. Yeah. Um, and what's interesting is it taught me that uh, what you really have to do to get bigger mm. and bigger and bigger goals. Yeah. So um, I guess I, I offer that as an encouragement to mm. people's like, yes, I'm going through the same thing. I'm yep. kind of scared to the, with the prospect of swimming from England to France. Oh my goodness. Um, and, and getting hypothermia and like yeah. having my arms fall off and jellyfish and big you know, boats and whatever else. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I get it. Um, I'm not just kind of sitting in the back in the sidelines going, ha ha, hurrah, like, keep going. <laughs> well, uh, and then the other thing too that I'm working on is um, like, a, like a workshop program to teach people exactly this. So nice. Sounds good. if you want to do, if you want if this is really important to you, mm-hmm. right? And you really are like, yes, no, definitely. Like now is the time. Uh, you don't want to wait till Monday, you know, like it, yeah. it's, it's really important. You feel like, okay, no, I'm, you're a best kept secret. Um, mm. You can reach out to me and, and let me know if you're interested in that, um, being part of that. I've done this in the past with like, I, I have a specific one for TEDx, people that want to do TEDx talks. Yes. Um, but I have a, a, a faster one, if you will, or like a, like a compressed one for people that want any kind of opportunity. You want to sell your message. Yeah. Uh, you want to learn how to do this well. Um, just let me know. Wow. Sounds great. Gosh, that is two amazing kind of things that you're working on. Swim in the English channel. Wow. That is that is an achievement when you do it. It's an achievement already if you put it in your mind. That is exciting. And let yeah. us know how that went. I'm uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of scared because the uh, so there's more people have climbed Everest than have swam the English Channel by like a oh, big margin. Like there's yeah. like multiple multiples uh, of that. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I swim six days a week now, and wow. this one two years. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm wow. working towards it. So that's exciting. Uh, yeah. I hope it all goes well. It will go well. Not hope it will go well. Definitely. And Thank I love you. the um, workshop. Sounds great. Yeah. And, um, I'll leave your information in the show notes as well. Um, so that our listeners can kind of get hold of you, get your information and get in touch about the workshop. Sounds great. Thank you so much, Ryan, for coming well, on thank today. You. It's been a pleasure. It's been great. I've learned so much. I was like, oh, pitch and demonstration model. Nice. Definitely really really like that and um also just being i love the part you talked about about being aware about getting your feedback from an advocate versus your audience being very conscious of who you're getting information from you know that's really like kind of doing your you said like you're doing your market research or your pre-sale yeah kind of thing really yeah like and, and, and people you know people kind of do this when they're when they're speaking to an audience they mm. they look at people's responses and they get questions and things like that right and yeah and, and that, that's, that's, that's on the direction of the things I'm talking about. The problem yeah. is 
you can only do that when you're on a stage. So you have to have an audience to do that test with. True. Uh, in, in that, in that, in that way, yeah. um, what I do with people is we, it, you can do that faster yeah. um, before you step on stage. There's various ways units online. So mm-hmm. without having to have an audience first, because yeah. then the problem always comes to like, well, what is a new, like this, this is this audience, but we're like, what is a new audience? Yeah, <laughs> or all these people just, are these, all, these people always, are these people just interested in, you know, they're interested in business. So that's why they're here. What about yeah. a, an audience that's TEDx audience? Maybe not all of them are entrepreneurs. True. I don't know. True. Don't know. So yeah, it's very, I mean, I guess the bottom line for people is like, this is very possible. You can mm-hmm. definitely do this. Very possible. It does take a little bit of work. It takes uh, more work than most of your competition is willing to put in. Um, but that is what's required to get to that, that opportunity that, um, that you want. Nice. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing all of your tips, all of your information and your English channel challenge. And I really look forward to hearing what all the listeners are going to say and their responses and some of them getting a hold of you to just go on your workshop. It sounds so amazing and it's really going to help so many people. Thank you so much for coming on today, Ryan. Been a pleasure. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Leanne's Voice podcast today, giving you tips and hints on how to speak with more confidence and power in your business or side hustle. What did you think? Let me know. Leave a like or a comment and subscribe as well so you don't miss out all of my weekly podcasts too. Share it with a friend as well, someone who you know is going to get a lot from this. Also, I was just thinking, if you need more help and support on, you just want to improve your speaking but you just don't know how, please feel free to reach out to me. Check out my resources, courses and other digital products I've got on my website, www www.leansvoice.com. This month's course is how to use your voice and sound much stronger when you're speaking either in business, in your side hustle, on that Facebook Live, wherever it is you've got to speak. Please feel free to check out the website and let me know your thoughts and ask me any questions because I go live every week on Facebook and Instagram. I can answer any questions for you that you might have an answer to.